I'm a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Share McKinley Group. Welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. I am here with my lovely co-host, Ms. Tricia Stetzel. Hey, Colton. I am so excited to be here virtually. So we're still doing these virtually, which has been a lot of fun. We can bring people in from anywhere. So the purpose of our podcast is Colton and I together interview local business professionals and industry experts. Our goal is to bridge the generational gender and life experience gap in business through our own unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Absolutely. And we could not do it without our sponsor, who is Jim Butcher, who is a relationships banker with Allegiance Bank. Now, you said we're virtual and we're bringing people in from everywhere. So our special guest today, Trisha, I'd love for you to intro her. And she's here with us from the Netherlands. I'm excited. <laughs> I, she is from the Netherlands. You are absolutely right. I am so excited <laughs> to introduce our guest and our friend, Miss Grace Shoemakers. So Grace was born and raised in the Netherlands also, uh, and started her legal career in the Netherlands before permanently relocating to the United States, where she now owns and runs her brick-and-mortar law firm and a virtual law office in the Houston-Galveston area. Grace decided in 2011 to found GP Shoemakers PLLC, a modern law firm focused on one thing that is most important to most of us family. Grace, welcome to the show. Thank you for so, having me. So she's, she's here in Houston. She's not in the Netherlands right now. Oh, man. I, I thought this was oh, going to be... Oh, you're so confused. Golly. No. Webster. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I, I will say real quick before we go on to questions. So the one thing that's super interesting about Grace is that before she came to the United States, she actually um, passed whatever you have to pass to become an attorney and to practice law in the Netherlands. And then immediately when she left Netherlands and came to the United States, she had to go back to law school, take the bar, pass the bar to become, um, to be able to practice law in the United States or in Texas. So I think that's crazy. So you've basically been to law school twice. I think that's fascinating. Well, you have to love books. There's nothing wrong with books. <laughs> so Grace, let me go ahead and get us started. So again, what we're all about here with Bridge of the Gap, we take two different perspectives. I'm a millennial. Trissa's a Gen Xer. Uh, sometimes I think baby boomer, but you know, a Gen Xer. Uh, Watch it. <laughs> your face right now. I'm totally kidding. She is a very young. I I'm surprised she's not a millennial, honestly. Anyway, Grace, my first question for you um, as a millennial, as someone that's young, what's the importance of, you know, having my estate in order, having a will, having all this stuff? I mean, I'm young. I'm going to live forever, right? Right, until you don't. And then if you don't, your parents don't have any say about anything. Your girlfriend doesn't have any say about anything. And then everybody needs to court to sort, go to court to sort it out. Um, no, that's going to cost them a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of emotional pain. And you can fix it really simple by getting some basic documents in place. And so I'm assuming you come across that a lot of, of young people who, you know, they, they keep putting it off thinking they can do it later. Um, and really anything can happen in the blink of an eye. Anything can happen. Anyone can get sick at any time. Anyone at any time can get in a car accident. And, you know, I'm not talking about the death scenario here. I'm just talking about the general stuff that can happen to us because we're mobile. And if you get in a hospital and you cannot make a decision for yourself, you really want your parents to make a decision. I mean, I know your mom. I'm pretty sure she would make the right decision for you. 
But, you know, if you don't give her the power to do that, she cannot do it. If you don't give her a HIPAA release, she cannot get a second opinion for you because she can't get to your medical records. You know, what's going to happen with your rent? Who's going to pay your rent? Although, you know, <laughs> go there. But it's, 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 it's basic stuff. Bills need to, need to be paid. Without a power of attorney, no one can step in and do these things for you. If you're an auto-draft, okay, lucky you. But a lot of people are not an auto-draft. They have to make these monthly payments. You don't want to go to the hospital and come back and find yourself homeless. Hmm. That's good. And so let me, let me kind of push a little bit further here. So someone in their 20s and even pushing into their 30s, what, and I know that it's not one size fits all. I know that you, they have to sit down with their attorney and really kind of go through their situation. But what are documents that you could just recommend that people need, you know, in their 20s and 30s that are important to have? Well, I think the basic plan for anyone age 18 and up is the same. You should have a power of attorney for financial um, aspects. You need to have a medical power of attorney. You need to have a living will. You don't want anyone to fight over, should we pull the plug, should we not pull the plug? You want that HIPAA release. And of course, a will. I mean, if, if you have a will, it can say, I'm going to leave everything to so-and-so. And you can change it anytime. But having a piece of paper that says who your family is and who should inherit is a whole lot better than having to leave this up to the people you leave behind in front of a court in public. It's, it's not a pretty thing. And, and Trisha, that actually reminds me of the uh, podcast we did several weeks ago with Dennis uh, when he talked about, you know, where did this money come from? Is it millennial money or is it, um, you know, Gen Xer money? It doesn't matter. That's what it sounds like. There's no, at a certain age, you need to get this legal document. It sounds like they're all uh, important right at 18 and up. Yeah, well, it's, absolutely. It, I'm sorry. It comes with becoming a grown up. Here's the thing. You might not be there in your mind yet, but legally you are a full grown-up, which means you are having the responsibilities that you need to have. doesn't matter if you're 18, if you're 25, if you're 35, or you're 100. You still have the same legal responsibilities because legally you are in the same position, in the same shoes as anyone else of an 18-plus age. So I have a question for you as the old person on the podcast today. I see you all giggling. Uh, what, what if, and, and you know, for instance, those folks who are listening out there that have, um, I'm going to call them boomerang kids, right? So maybe they went off to college and they came back, but they're over the age of 18. They now live with you. What is the importance for the parents? that these kids have something in place if something were to happen to them, even though they're living at home. It doesn't matter where they live. I mean, legally, they're still an adult. It doesn't, if, if, if they are in Texas, if they're in New York, if they're in Alaska, or, you know, for, my, for all I can say, on Antarctica, the legal definition of an adult puts them on their little lonely island. And if they want anyone to be on their island and take any, you know, responsibility for them, they need to have these documents in place. It, it doesn't matter if they live at home. It doesn't matter if they live with grandpa or grandma or, you know, or camping in your yard. It, it, there's no difference. Okay. So that makes sense. So from a parent perspective, let's say my 18 year old gets into a car accident. What do those documents mean to me if my 18 year old gets into a, into a car accident and I, I want to be there for them? I want a you know, I want to know what's going on with them while they're in the hospital. I'd like to have the information. Am I allowed to do that since they live with me still? No, 
legally, they're an adult. You have nothing to do with their business. You don't get to know what they're spent their money. You don't get to know what's on their phone. You don't get to know whatever, anything. I mean, it's none of your business because they're grown. But car accidents are a really good example because say he, he is in a car accident and he needs to go to the hospital. They put him under, they go and do some search and they find out there's something else that they need to fix. It's not a life-threatening thing, but it really should be fixed. They need to get somebody's permission. They cannot tinker on you without your permission. So having a medical power of attorney will let your parents make the decision, yes, let's fix this while you're in there, while we can do this. But, you know, on the other hand, the things that are moving is, yes, he had a car. Yes, somebody needs to deal with the car insurance. Mom cannot deal with the car insurance unless it's on her name, which probably is not because it's probably on his name. So therefore having a power of attorney can help you move things along with the insurance, get payments out, get things settled, get, get, get it not prolonged. Because if there's anything that we can fix today and we don't and we prolong it, the cost and the damage is just, just boom. He wants someone to talk to the medical insurance. She wants somebody to talk to the car insurance. She wants somebody to talk to the doctor. She wants somebody, you know, to know if we need to get a second opinion or if there's so many things that we as parents deal with on a daily basis when our children are under the age of 18 that we get so accustomed. Yes, we are the parents. Yes, we have these rights, but these rights are taken away from us by law when somebody turns 18 because guess what? The grown-up gets to decide. It's not the grown-up that decided the things for us when we were little. So that, that, that's, you know, it's an emotional umbilical cord that we need to cut. It gets cut from us by law, and we just have to accept it. So really, Tricia, it sounds like there's no generational islands. It sounds like there's no bridging necessary. It looks like we're on one island together in this one. Yeah, well, we definitely need to be. I, I have my parent living with me right now, not permanently, but he's visiting. If something happens to him, I could make decisions for him unless he puts this on paper because the doctor's going to look at me and he's like, uh-huh. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I need to have, give papers to him. They will look at him like, okay, you're, you're her dad, but, you know, unless it's on paper, nothing's going to happen. And, and, this, and this ripples through everything we do. What an emotional time it is, too, when you need these documents. Typically, something crazy is going on, uh, and you're already not thinking straight. So it's important to get this in order. Now, Grace, tell me, how often should you look and review your documents? I know some of them may not need to be reviewed, but like a will or uh, power of attorney, potentially, whatever it may be. Well, I, I recommend people to look at it every three to five years. The, the biggest change that we see these days is the law is changing. The law pretty much changes constantly with the new administrations, got new rules, got new developments, and they affect us. Um, the other thing is life is not static. So we might be single today, we might be married or in a relationship tomorrow. Those changes need to be reflected. I mean, for the same thing, we get divorced or a spouse dies, we need to update it. If we have a baby, we should update it. If, if we have a fallout with someone, we should update it. Um, if we move from state to state, we should update it. The, the, the most horrible thing that I see right now is that people don't know what the law is. And, and part of the law states, you are supposed to know the law, even if you don't. Which means if, you, if something happens to you and you go to the hospital and you're like, well, ooh, I wish I knew, you know, you should have done it before. 
but also like I had I had a young family come over over my door and said their brother died and their brother left what they thought was an oral will. Texas has not been allowing oral wills since 2007 anymore. Everything needs to be in writing and everything that is in writing needs to be under specific requirements. It needs to be fully in somebody's handwriting and then we can only have a signature with them or if it's typed and it's not completely in the handwriting, we need to have witnesses. We need to have all these other hurdles to make something stick. And if you even miss one hurdle, your will will not be accepted. And this is why it's important to redo it when we cross state borders, because every state has their own laws and you don't want to have a document that was okay in state Y. And then you come to Texas and then you find out like, mm, it's not working yet. Or the other way around. So every, every change in your life needs to be accounted. Every, every move should be accounted because these things influence on what we do. So that's so a great point. So that's a great point. Every three to five years. So if I look at, so my mother lives with me, as you know, and, and I appreciate your help uh, getting her affairs in order. If I look at her and think about, you know, where her will was, which was basically 15 or 20 or 30 years old before you helped her uh, in the last couple of years, should someone her age, so she's 70, be looking at their will every three to five years as well? Or do you think at age 70, so long as things aren't changing in her life, uh, that it's okay to just leave that in place? It's a difficult question. And, and the question has to do with where we are in life. So if we are in a point where we are healthy, our plan that reflects our health will be different than when we have to plan for getting government aid. It needs to be different for when we get along better for one reason or another with one of our children over the other. Or, you know, my, my grandma was in her 80s and she was still dating. So the, these things influence you. You don't think about them, but really people live longer. And, and, you know, maybe that person that legally is not related to us because you live with a girlfriend or a boyfriend either romantic or not romantic setting, you might have trust in this person and you might want them to make decisions for you instead of someone else. So say you, you know, you have your children in charge and you know, all is fine, but for some reason they move out, they move out. They should change their plan because you know, maybe they go to a different state or maybe they move in with, with a friend and, and maybe they want the friend to make decisions because they're sooner there or closer, whatever the dynamic is. So it, it, it's not a straightforward answer. It, it's really a case-by-case case scenario. Some people can go a whole lifetime without changing it because that's just the way their life and their personality and everything around them is built. Other people need to change it every two years because, you know, life is dynamic. Yeah. Okay, great. And let me, let me ask you this real quick before we get into my fun question. Uh, and we're not going to name any names. But right now, being virtual, people who are looking and saying, you know what, man, getting my will, getting a power of attorney, all this stuff's important right now. You know what, I'm just going to go ahead and turn to online and just doing a quick online will or whatever. What would you say to people thinking about doing that? It all depends what online service you use. Because, I mean, part of my law firm is we have an online estate planning service. You can plan with us online. You never have to come to the office. You can do whatever you need to do. 
But there are other services like where there is no lawyer on the other end and you fill in this form and you don't know if the form was right you don't know if you did it correctly you have this disclaimer that nobody reads that says we are not a law firm we don't provide legal advice you need to have an attorney look at these documents you know you get what you pay for and if you want securities and you want an outcome driven result you should go to someone who knows what they're doing because your neighbor, the lawn guy, is not going to do open heart surgery on you because you know those results are not going to equal a heart surgeon's result. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Something as important as your life and your estate, you might as well spend the money on protecting it. I, I agree. Now, Grace, let me ask you this, and I'm curious to hear this because I've never asked this before. So if you had the choice right now, COVID-19, you can't go anywhere. But if I said, hey, guess what? It's a miracle. Everyone's, everyone's healed in, in the United States and the Netherlands. Would you prefer to spend a month in the Netherlands or a month anywhere in the United States? And you can tell me where in the United States you'd want to spend it. I don't it. like the Netherlands. I'm like here. So, so what, oh, and then where I'll would go you? i to Hawaii. I've never been. <laughs> okay, Hawaii. Perfect. That's good. All right. No, I man, I'd love to go to Hawaii right now. Uh, well, Grace, hey, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know we have a generational question from Trisha. We do. So, Grace, what generation are you in? I don't know. I'm on the cusp. I'm not quite Gen X. I'm not quite a millennial. I'm like stuck in the middle because they put a weird, funny year on there. They did. Well, and I think we talked about this when, uh, on one of our previous podcasts, Colton, about the Y gens went away. Like there used to be this Y generation that doesn't exist anymore. And they just took the Y geners and moved them one way or the other. So, all right. So tell me this then, which generation do you most identify with? I guess the Gen X. Yay! She, she's a she's an old soul. She's not old, but she's an old soul for sure. And she's a millennial X. That's what we'll call it. Millennial X. I like that. There you just go. made a new word. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, I do want to make sure that I give a shout out to our sponsor once again. So thank you to Jim Butcher, uh, who's a relationships bank with Allegiance Bank. And I want to make sure we get Grace's information. So Trisha. Yeah. So in closing, Grace. Tell us about your business um, and how our audience can reach out to you with any questions that you may have. And if you have any upcoming events, please mention those as well. Okay. Um, so my business is GP Shoemakers, PLLC. You can find us online under gpshoemakers.com or gpslawyer.com to make it easy. Um, we have a phone number, 832-408-0505. You can also contact us online. Um, that's pretty much it. You can find us in Webster at 1100 Nassau Parkway, uh, Suite 420J, if you want to come by, bring a mask. Um, that's pretty much it. So do me and one I favor. I want to say, oh, oh I was going to say shoemakers. Gonna, yes, please go ahead, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> so GP, then shoemakers, S-C-H-O-E-M-A-K-E-R-S. And the reason why I wanted to spell it is because I've made that mistake of not adding that C so many times. So I wanted to show Grace that I did not, that I know it. It's down. It's Burnt not my just memory. the C. I appreciate the thought, but it's also the S at the end. Mm, I love it. Well, Grace, <laughs> thank you so much for coming again. Uh, we appreciate having you. And I am going to go ahead and give my ending disclosure. I hope that's okay. So just buckle up. You're an attorney, so you can respect that I have to do this, right? 
Yes. All right, here we go. So now it is time to stay in the good graces of compliance. So my name is Colton Cockrell. I'm with Sherman McKinley Group, LLC. We are located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546. Phone number 281-992-5698. Securities offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA, SIPIC. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. So to our listeners, if there is a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, please leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. We'd also love for you to subscribe and share this podcast. This concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives.